Hey everybody, welcome back to the Smirak Key. We are I'm here with PD and Professor CA. Say what's up, guys. What up? What's going on? Hey, we're looking right here at this controversial statements made by um, Quentin Tarantino regarding the whole Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee subject and his daughter responded to some of that. So hey, PD and um, Professor CA, can when you guys start this thing off? CA, it's on you. All right, so basically, just minding my own business, listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I love long form like joints like that. I can sit there and watch or listen to like a two hour, three hour thing or just like take a walk and do it anyway. So uh, hearing the stories, all things we already know about, he's gonna retire his 10th movie. Um, of course it gets brought up about, you know, the his last movie, the Hollywood joint. And then of course it gets mentioned his take on, uh, on Bruce Lee and that fight um, and then it's pretty much what you already heard, right? And then he, right. And I think the clip that got really picked up on was him saying, well, you know what? If I can understand Shannon Lee having a problem, that's, his, that's her father. Everybody else can go blah, blah, blah. Right. right. So that's the clip we heard. But now when I'm listening to the actual long form podcast, he goes off on this whole tangent down a total rabbit hole, like kind of like calling out um, the mother, uh, well, the wife of Bruce Lee as a liar and also throwing shade and kind of throwing um, doubt about a lot of stuff that was said in the book that she did about her husband and his life. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff that we already thought was true that was laid out in other movies in terms of the idea for Kung Fu being taken from Bruce. Um, but he seems, um, Quentin's like telling a whole other version of that story. And going really kind of hard and kind of mean at uh, at Bruce's wife and mentioning some things I didn't need, I don't think needed to be re-mentioned. Um, so yes, that's basically where it's at. So I don't think many people know about the whole other rabbit hole comments he was making. So I think that's what we were trying to look at getting into today. My question is, why is he going so hard? I mean, what what is it that is there something he's trying to defend and he's coming back hard on it? Is there something he has to? Um, to um, push back on, or is he developing a project and he doesn't want it to be claimed by Bruce Lee? You know, but I, I think it was more like from the actual interview. Um, it's like Joe kind of was like, "Well, can we just mention a little bit about the, you know, once a, once a time before Hollywood and the Bruce piece?" And Joe, you can tell Joe didn't want to. Obviously, Joe's trying to get as much dirt of fun content that he can, but he he knows he has so much respect for Quentin. He's like, "Look, do you mind if we just mention this?" They talk about that, but somehow that just got Quentin inspired to go further. So uh, Joe got a lot more stuff than he was expecting. And Joe, I believe, had Shannon Lee on his show before. Get out. Um, I think that I think I'm pretty sure that that happened. Um, and I think Joe, as a as a fight enthusiast and martial artist within his own right, I think he was a fan of Bruce. So it just went down a whole other. Oh, we are. Yeah, for sure. Now, before we play anything, I would just ask you, Professor, are you feeling that Quentin is being, you know, is, is he's being right or he's just trying to sort of sling mud and it's just her, you know, his word, one book versus that, or which, which side are you going towards? And before, you know, before right. I like jump on and say, because we already lost it in a couple of videos. So I want you to, if, there, if you have any other feelings about it, let us know. Um, I can't wait. I'm sure 
if we do the, if, since we're doing this now, I'm sure Cal's gonna have a take on it, a hot take on this for sure. So uh, I'm sure that'll be a thing. It might be a part two on this. I don't know. Yeah. But um, from my take, I, nothing that he said was anything that I could be like, I can't, I don't know enough to know whether or not he was right or true. It, it was enough to kind of spark my curiosity that I will sit down and do more digging as a, revolt, as a result of what he's saying, because it does run contrary to kind of the narratives that I was aware of. So what, I can't speak to his truth or non-truth, but Quentin was extremely confident um, to, enough to call Bruce Lee's wife a liar. Well, I mean, I, probably we, uh, and, and I haven't heard the whole thing, I heard parts of it, probably he is, you know, the, hus the wife is definitely gonna have a particular narrative of whatever the story is, you know, right. with her husband, you know, and it's only typical, especially in some of the things Bruce Lee was doing. But there was, there's been a lot written throughout the years about what Bruce Lee was doing, his controversial, what he was doing in, in Asia, what he was doing with or without her and stuff like that. So it, it's not something that's going to be totally uh, a gigantic change. You know, the spouse is always going to have, you, when you do a biography, you have different points of view. You know, one person, the person is an angel, another person is a devil. And of course, people have their points of view and, and, and things they're vested in is amazing. But and all, after all these years, why is he it's just bringing up all this stuff? Like, you're like, why are you even bringing this? You know, why are you even fighting with this stuff? That's, that's well, what I, I would, I would agree with what you're saying is that if this guy is someone you dislike as much, why is he in the film? Yeah, I mean, in, in, in Kill Bill, I mean, he, the presence of Bruce Lee can be felt from the, 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 the uniform. How do you say that, though? He huh? stole Bruce Lee's look and then he gave, he gave the, like you, he's he's stealing Bruce. It's not it's not an homage. It's taking 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 Bruce's look and putting on the person he thinks should be the real deal, the the you know the the the, uh, the protege of David Carradine. It's a clear line of saying, hey, David Carradine's the guy. He was in Kung Fu. He's the guy the actors to the studio chose and not Bruce because David Carradine was better and that's why we got it. Whereas if Bruce was in, in, in Kung Fu, it would be still played, like it's still being played, but it's not as prevalent as something where you see stuff like, you know, Happy Days and stuff like that. And that's one of the hard things because you're looking at it, it's like it's an eyesore because it's a, you know, white dude playing the Asian guy, you know, it's, a, it's always going to be an eyesore. And that's one of the things I think he's, I mean, we'll get to playing it, but I just think I can't respect, I hear, I hear what you feel and a lot of people who like Bruce, but then you constantly hear Kung Fu and then you see, you know, I don't like that sort of homage because people aren't going to go back and think Bruce and then he's trashing Bruce. So then you're wait, like, wait, 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 what, do you, what do you mean? I mean, I, I thought that the whole thing is that we all know that Bruce started the whole idea of what Kung Fu would become, the, the show Kung Fu. And they chose not to have him. Well, and story, and they, then they took that story and they placed Carradine in it. Are you telling right. me that's not correct? That's what he's saying. That's why I'm, that's why I, I, I felt that there was a thread where he was going Kung Fu versus Bruce Lee. And it seems like that's, that's in my mind, he doesn't directly say that, but let's let it play now. It's ridiculous. Are you serious? What is it? He doesn't want to pay, look, by depicting a character who looks like Bruce Lee in this film, is he trying not to, do you have to pay the, the, the Bruce Lee family royalties or something? Because I Bruce think he's taking a direct shot at like, yes, the portrayal, 
one dragon that movie dragon right and the book um which has it laid out that they were they were courting bruce for projects they could work on together he came up with kung fu and then they went ahead with david carriage it's the way kind of like the narrative is played out in the movie and in the okay. book so let's see what quentin is saying now. all right cool too right no, it wasn't. That's, it wasn't? That's part Is of that the, bullshit? Yeah, it's a complete lie. Really? All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, um, Linda Lee just has completely lied about that in that book she wrote, uh, Bruce Lee, The Man Only I Knew. <laughs> the Man Only She Knew. Well, Betty T. Ping, the mistress who he's bad, he died and probably knew him a little bit too. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Bruce Lee died in his mistress's bed. <laughs> yeah, what did he die from? It was like a complications from a medication? Something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, um, but she wrote this book called Bruce Lee, The Man Only I Knew, which was actually the first biography I ever read. And in the book, she claims that um, uh, Bruce had written this uh, uh, idea for a TV show called uh, The Warrior and that Warner Brothers read The Warrior and ripped it off. And then they wrote Kung Fu. And then they, they read Bruce Lee, but decided not to use them because they're racist. And then boom, they, they cast David Carradine. Okay, Kung Fu was written by a guy named, uh, uh, I believe his name is David Abramson. Ab Abrams or Abramson? Ed, Ed Abramson. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but that's, it's, the, it's the name like that. Okay, well, this is pretty fucking clear. Ed Abramson either ripped off Bruce Lee's treatment for the warrior or he didn't. Ed Abramson, either who was an established TV writer, he also wrote the movie uh, uh, Gordon's War that Ossie Davis directed. He either created Kwai Chang Kane or Bruce Lee did. He's either is guilty of plagiarism or he's not. Well, he's not. He created, he, he never saw this warrior thing. He created, uh, and he has the, the uh, um, I talked to the author of the book about Bruce Lee, Matthew Polly. You know, he said, oh man, when I called Ed Abrams up, oh my God, he was, it was a phone call he'd been waiting 40 years for because mm. he's had to put up with this all oh. this time. He had all the information. He had all the, uh, the documentation of how he wrote the script and how he came up with Kwai Chang Kane. Um, you know, he wrote that script. He created Kwai Chang Kane. All right. Now, okay, so let's also look at it from a different point of view. Okay, so maybe Ed, Ed Abramson didn't rip off the warrior. Okay, but maybe, say, Warner Brothers did. Say, Warner Brothers, hey, this is a great idea. Okay, so this is written, so again, imagine Warner Brothers saying this. Okay, so this is written by like the greatest martial artist guy of all time. Let's get rid of him. First thing, first thing, first thing, after, let's get rid of him. We don't want him involved. Why would we want him involved? Let's get rid of him. And now we'll just hire some guy, but we won't tell him that it's based on this guy's treatment called the warrior. We won't tell him that. Now, I'm pausing here. None of that means anything right there not the stuff before whether the opinion of the writer or this that and the other this part where he's saying telling the actor actors show up for anything you have white people showing up for black roles 
They don't mm -hmm. sit around there telling you, well, the history of it is this, that, and the other. Some of the stuff that he's bringing in to validate his point is jumping away from the point of saying, hey, this is, let's get to the evidence of this writer. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing of it is having it around the same time, whether it is, that's the question, as he said, do you believe one or believe the other? So that would lead to another thing, which would be more of casting. So if we, if you are believing that this guy wrote it first, even though you could have written this thing at any time, but right around the time Bruce is around, there's always this thing of like, no, I came up with it first. The same RKO has a patent for the television before the creator of the television. Mm -hmm. And he like sued and won against these phony patents for the television. This mm -hmm. saying that you have proof and all this other stuff is, you know, in Hollywood, um, what's the name? Um, Scary Movie got right. jacked. They Stuff gets jacked. And the other thing is that I think his next point is that, you know, uh, to lead into it that, well, why would you work with someone if they jack what you just did? Mm -hmm. And that's the business. The yep. business isn't to you get jacked, you don't work for them no more. The business is you get jacked and you still make deals with the same people. Like it's it's reverse of what they say. It's the people you, you say the people you meet on the top are the same people you meet on the bottom. No, when you're on the bottom, the same people that trash you, steal all your ideas to the bottom are the same ones you make the deals with on the top. Yep. Yep. That's the thing you have to remember. So it's like someone who, I mean, there's tons of people. Burt Kreischer, who his idea was almost bought by, um, was made into a um, Ryan Reynolds movie, Van Wilder. Like that's the story of this comedian Burt Kreischer's life. And he's like, we're going to sue. And his manager said, are you in the suing business or are you in the entertainment business? Because there's two. You can't do both. Either you sit in court and don't work or you play, you know, you move on to the next idea. And that's, he moved on to the next idea because you, people, your ideas get stolen all the time. So this thing, if you can believe, I mean, the audience can believe what they want to believe. Right. Or, but like this idea, and it may be some grounds, but then we have to get the casting and that's going to come up. And I don't want to get into this next thing about him not working. He would decide not to, if they're the people making the deals with them. Who are you going to make a deal with? You're going to be like, you're going to be, you take the money. That's what it is. So, I mean, unless anyone else has something to chime in. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think he got the name wrong. From what I what I read, it's that Ed, his name was Edward Spielman, right? That's the guy that they. they oh, so not Abramson. Abramson. So, you know, if you're, you, you're coming here trying to spout facts about what this story is supposed to be, and he's talking about something totally well, he supposedly knows this very well. But yeah, he's naming the wrong guy, <laughs> you know, that he who he who claims that he started this in '67. You know, mm. it also seems to be funny that the same guy that Bruce was also working with, uh, Bruce also went for the audition for the role and in '71. He also said that, uh, and his wife says it in the book, and he also had an interview saying that you know he had an idea for the story, and um, you know they didn't think that he would be the one the, the the right face for it. So I don't know if this was before the the audition or after the audition. So there's a lot of murkiness in there, but you know, it just seems that he was really um, the one for the role right then and there. So, um, and they decided to go with Caradon. You know, it, it, like you said, Hollywood is a funny place in that you have many different ideas floating around 
and it's very possible that that this guy could have had an idea too. You know, was it being moved? Was it being shopped or, or whatever? Um, and at the same time, he had an idea and he was pushing it forward. And you know, they said, hey, you know what? Let's go with this idea better than the other. It's the same thing. It's just we got someone who's probably don't have to pay him or or whatever. So I mean, it's or, or pay him less. And Bruce Lee also was doing. When this whole thing was rocking together, he was doing a movie. And when that hit, he was like, yeah, I'm going to just do the movie business instead of worrying myself about this star stuff because they had already turned him down for the audition. So, uh, But they held him on, though, because they wanted to make sure. I think they gave him some type of money because they wanted to hold on to him to, to make sure he didn't gloss on. But, you know, so it's, All that explains this stuff where he's going to get into the, hey, if you got, if someone stole your idea, would you work with them? Well, that's Hollywood. Exactly. Like, yeah. Comedians, they said, like they say, the TV writers go to the go to the comedy shows, and next you know those things will become episodes. They say that SNL, like when it came, when every computers were on there, I think uh, who's that guy? Um, they said the um, uh, who's the the writer was working on a computer, and he said, "Well, um, we just saw that you got an idea that we're already writing, so you should stop what you're writing because we got something similar." And it's like that sort of thing where you pitch something and then someone says, oh, no, that's mine. They're like, no, I pitched that like three weeks ago. Now it's the same thing. So it's like mm-hmm. this Hollywood thing of this guy made it and there's no chance and I have my records of this. And it's just like, yeah, but um, at the same time, this is there's more, there's more of a chance of it. And that's more my opinion. But at the same time, it's not the first time something like that would have happened. But, you know, like I would say, let's go to the casting now, because this other thing he's going to talk about is, um, you know, like but why would... Hollywood has so many, they get pitched so many ideas and there's so many ideas that they buy and hold on to that they don't even have. I mean, you know, we've heard of all these writers and, and people who've, who've, who've put in screenplays, full screenplays, which they paid for, and they just shelve it. And all of a sudden, there's a disaster movie. And like, hey, do we have a disaster movie? I think that's the thing that's in. Or hey, there's a pandemic. Hey, do we have a pandemic movie? Did such and such pandemic movie did well. Let's do something similar. You know, or someone did a Western. Hey, do we have anything? And so you're like, oh, hey, we need to have certain elements. This element worked in this film or, or, or whatever. We think it's a good idea. Or we like this movie, but we don't think this guy is going yes. to sell the movie. And that's and the thing. This guy will be able to do it. You know, uh, Ray, we talked about this earlier with Independence Day where the studio was fighting back against Roland Emmerich, the director, who was like, no, nah, we don't want Bruce, I'm not Bruce, we don't want um, Will Smith as the lead for this film. And he thought, it's like, hey, sh- it shouldn't matter. They're aliens, they're fighting aliens, we're all, you know, and it turned out to be a good choice. But it's, it's interesting. So yeah, continue. Well, if they did that, and then the show becomes the phenomenon. It becomes not just a hit, phenomenon, like the, the biggest show of its era, like that and all in the family. Well, I was the Lee family. I'd be kind of mad at Warner Brothers, wouldn't you? To rip me off so bad? Yes. Okay, well, naturally. Okay, but when Bruce Lee is sitting in the catbird seat and he does his first studio film, Enter the Dragon, who does he do it with? Warner Brothers. Right, but maybe they worked out some sort of a thing. No, but they didn't. They they did, did. Well, then why isn't Linda Lee talking about that? They didn't work out some money thing. It's like, okay, not only that, her book is published by Warner Books. Mm. Well, I can't. But the reality is this, and it's in Matthew Polly's book. Not only did Bruce Lee not write The Warrior before Kung Fu came about, he wrote it afterwards. 
He wrote it after he had read the Kung Fu script. Really? Yes. And he read the Kung Fu script. He tried out for it. They didn't use him because they couldn't understand him when he talked. They, uh, uh, all right. There's some lots to unpack. I mean, we've yeah. all seen Bruce Lee movies. Yes, he has an accent, but you can understand the guy. Okay. I mean, top Hollywood people work with him and understood him. So, I mean, where the hell is that coming from? That's the, that's the, let's not mm -hmm. cast the Asian guy. They can't, they don't, they're not, we don't understand them. Mm -hmm. We can't make any sense. Of, we can't even make any sense of them. And it goes into the basic studio thing. If that's the case, why isn't there an Asian guy? They couldn't find any other Asian guy that could speak. No, what we needed someone that could do the martial arts too. And then what? Well, we see him speaking in the Green Hornet. We see him doing that. He's not not talking. He's speaking on those things. Yeah, you can say you can decide. Oh, this one would be better doing the dialogue that they're giving Kane and Kung Fu. Like, come on, this is Some classic defending. Here's the timeline they're saying. They're saying um, Warner Brothers and ABC announced a TV deal for Kung Fu July mm -hmm. 1971, right? With a scheduled air date for February 1972, all right? Production started December 15, 1971, and Bruce had been, um, had auditioned for the father, okay? Now, in December 71, also, there was an interview um, with Bruce Lee on a show called The Pierre Burton Show. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just taking some of this off of Wikipedia where he said that, um, that he had basically come up with a concept uh, called the warrior, right? You know, he's talking about the warrior. And basically he said that um, the original idea of both Warner Brothers and Paramount, I think they, they wanted me to be a modern type of thing, you know, and the Western type of thing is out. That's what, they, that's what he said. Whereas he wanted to do the Western show, you know, and uh, they basically didn't choose him. They didn't want to, they didn't really want to, incorporate his idea for the show. And his wife basically puts that forward. So I, I don't see, you know, these ideas before it shows up. I mean, he's trying to make it seem that, oh, he only came up with it after the, the deal was announced, after everything was done. But these things we know for shows come up prior to that, you mm -hmm. know, so, and, we, and we know he was pitching a show after the, the whole, um, the, the whole um, uh, Hornet, the Cato um, show was gone. And I think it, it would have been a different story once if he did not hit off with the movie, which was Big Boss. He, he you know, he was trying to do the TV thing, but the movie hit. He's like, ah, you know what, screw it. You know, I know how it is over here. I'm gonna go to it. And he said this before in another place that he decided that the West wasn't really working for him, so the East right, is where right. he was gonna have to go, right? You know, look, I'm not knocking David Carradine. He did his thing in the '70s. It was a hit. It worked out. You know, the question is, is whether or not, you know. Bruce Lee had done it. I'm not saying hold this yellow washing or whatever. You know, that's I'm that. saying it's I'm saying they're look, washing them. Well, look, I'm saying back then, you know, we knew how the industry was at the time. And we're trying to use modern concepts of what things what's right should have been right. Yeah, but we know how the industry, certain things are going to be oh, they, they they had a, a particular audience that they wanted. And that audience they didn't feel was diverse, was not interested or diverse. The advertisers weren't the more diverse. Um, 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 group of people, right? So it only for them, it would make perfect sense for Caroline to do it relative to um, a Bruce Lee, okay? And especially if quote unquote, he couldn't understand what he was saying. So like, what the hell, you know? No, we're not, we're not moving from that. We're not moving from 19, we're not moving from that period yet. 
hold on. That's if he's gonna say that, we have to prove that they can't understand them. Look right into the camera lens right here and tell us your name, your age, and where you were born. Hmm. My last name is Lee, Bruce Lee. I was born in San Francisco in 1940. I'm 24 right now. And you work in uh, motion pictures in Hong Kong? Yes, uh, since I was around six years old. And when did you leave Hong Kong? 1959, when I was 18. Okay, he has an accent, yes. Can we understand them? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got to say. I mean, so I mean, he's he was off with a person's name. He's off with the, who he said was the one who did it all by himself. He's off with the, with the guy not being able to speak proper English. I don't know what's up with Tarantino. Like I said, I think he's like just regressing on us or whatever, you know? He's, he's been an auteur for so long and celebrated that he thinks that he can call all these shots. And I think he needs to just sit down and take a look. In fact, I don't even know why we're even fighting this. It's all, Sharon Lee basically said, yo, if you don't know nothing about what's going on, don't be saying nothing. And, and, and him coming out against the mother is like, you know, you're gonna have different points of view. We, we, no one is denying that he may have died in his, in his mistress's bed. No one is denying that. But why even bring that up? Exactly, why? It's like he wants to stick the point. You know, but dude, you know, it, it's like, you know, it's a messy point. There's a lot of things that happen in different people's lives, you know, but I, just by him saying that, what does that do? Does it negate that she doesn't know what was going on with the guy? Does it negate that she didn't stay with him and she had two children with him? Does it negate that she, you know, come on, let's give me a freaking break. He sold the mudslinging. Yeah, it's mudslinging. It was like very mean-spirited. I think something triggered his anger or in terms of having to take it on the chin in terms of the Bruce Lee stuff. And then he goes into his whole like, well, the, well, then let's talk about the facts. And now he wants to just get some stuff off his chest about all the conversations I guess he's already had as he do, was doing his research and people giving their points of view. Now he's going to kind of bring it all up. But it just seemed the energy and the tone was just mean spirited. And obviously Mars already caught him on just like, not necessarily a lie, but like him not even citing the right name. So that just brings a whole bunch of stuff into question in terms of how deeply is he really studying it. And I mean, long story short, like Bruce Lee predicated a whole change in terms of the interest in Asian culture, martial arts, and a whole bunch of stuff. So it's hard for me to believe that, that this person, Ed Spielman, just where was his inspiration from? Like what just got that on his radar? I don't, you know, I don't know, but at some point, they were all working together and they just put on, and the warrior happened, thankfully, good for Shannon and the legacy of the Lee family. Um, but it just gets really messy because in the worst case scenario, he looked at, he looked at Ed Spielman's script and he probably, if anything, he didn't get the idea from me. He probably was like, okay, let me try to write a more historically accurate version of this. And that's like the oh. worst case scenario. I wouldn't, I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, we go to that portion of saying he had this thing and it came af It came afterwards. Right. Is, um, something in my mind, it's work, it, it, in Hollywood, this will be the, the one in a million time where somebody, <laughs> you know, had the, the, someone in the studio who never really, they rarely even approve ideas and like let's say we have this wacky idea that somehow made it and then at the same time going to say well bruce's came later and that's what he saw that and he wrote his thing and we got how do you, you got proof of that too but then it's like 
you can't even use that because it's like, all right, he he went for the role, and we decided that David Carradine can can do better. We can understand him more, and he's going to have a an, an Asian accent. And mm-hmm. it's just like the the kung fu, with some place wherever it plays, is not was not playing is not going to be played that regularly. And that's the thing that's it feels like Quentin Tarantino's struggling with that he that he, there's some show that was a great show, but at the same time it has this glowing, terrible thing that people look at and say, "What's the white dude doing with um you know?" I mean, I don't get too emotional, but I think that's the thing. I think that but, goes- you know, Bruce Lee also had an interesting point about the whole shebang because when they asked him about it, you know, what do you think? He said he thought the industry. He says it in the interview. He says that the, the 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 studio thought it was too much of a risk to have him um, doing it. And they're like, well, um, he says he can't understand because he, he said he couldn't, this is what Bruce Lee said. He said he couldn't blame them because this, the situation was reversed and the American star was to come to Hong Kong and I was the man and I was a man with money. I wouldn't have on my own concerns as to whether the acceptance would be there either. So that's what he, he, he understood how that business was back then and stuff like that. You know, but the the he, he huh? definitely he's playing. He's doing what he's supposed to do, saying I'm not. I'm not going to fault them for this. I'm, you know, I would, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here to play the game. And and George Takai actually filed because of they they interviewed uh, uh, Asian actors, and we all know George Takai's accent is flaw. There is no accent there. This, he he filed a, a complaint. You know, basically saying, you know, but eventually a lot of the um, the Asian. Um, community decided, you know what, they were getting secondary roles in, in, in the show and it was great employment for, for Asian actors. So it's weird, it's, you know, I'm not weird, but it's understandable. You had the same thing with a lot of African-American actors just doing roles, you know, secondary roles just to get to get work, you know, because it was so, such work was so scarce. So, you know, I, I, again, I just think if you're gonna come out with stuff like this, you need to have your facts down pat, right? You know. Um, it, it doesn't have to be, a, 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 what do you call it, saying insults or, you know, come with your facts. This is what I think happened. And he said he spoke to the guy. This is what the guy said. I mean, I don't know, unless this guy, um, Spielman, his name is Abramson somehow. I don't know how that works out. Um, I would ask Professor C.A., in this thing, instead of going through the next 30 or 40 minutes of it, does he also talk about, since... Mars brought it up a couple of times. Does he talk about Uma Thurman wearing Bruce's outfit? No. I mean, that's that's. Or it. if he did, it wasn't on this podcast. I'm sure he's spoken about that with, with reverence in the past. I'm sure he's kind of like had to have mentioned um, that that lift. I don't know, man. We're giving him a little. <laughs> you're you're I mean, betting. You're it's betting. so blatant. I mean, the thing is, like, the reason why I give him that is, um, or I assume that is because Quentin loves to share the lifts that he gets from, I lifted this here, I lifted this here, I'm into this reference here, because I'm, I'm so esoteric that I would know about these different things, and 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 he likes to pull them out um, to kind of share, like, where he got these ideas from and how, you know, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, in those Kill Bill... Um, behind the scenes joints where he talked, he had to have talked about it. I would almost put like, I wouldn't put $50 on it, but I'd put 20 on it that he mentioned it somewhere. 
Well, let's let's do a short. I don't have it. I know I'm not sure what this is, but he does talk about the origin the origin of the Kill Bill suit. I'm not sure what's going to be in this video, so okay, not me setting you up to lose. Even though we didn't put the, it's not a real bet. <laughs> <laughs> sure, for sure. We'll do this and then we'll end it here because it's um, you know. Okay. Did you see, show the picture I just? Oh, you sent a picture where on the, on the text in the chat. In the chat, okay. Let me stop sharing. Hey, Emma. We need a mattress, right? Yeah. But doing a look. Sorry about that. All right. Um, so maybe this answers everything we need here. All right, you guys seeing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic, bro. Frigging classic. I mean, no one, no one who saw that movie thought that, that, that it was just they knew the comparison right away. Yeah, for sure. And that's well, even more reason why I think Quentin had to have talked about it. He wouldn't like not talk about it. But if you're stealing this the the outfit from Bruce and you're saying this is homage why are you tearing them down yep if everything say all of the stuff is true and I just did a movie where the all of the branding is Bruce Lee where Bruce Lee the thing took off that that thing people had people had that in the 80s like watching the movies yeah, the reason he's doing it now is because it's years later and he chose to do something to, um, not putting Bruce in a fair light, which got Shannon in his ass. So now so now he's coming at it from that point of view. He's not thinking about how much he owes to Bruce Lee. Yes. And that's what that was kind of hurts to be like, all right, we had this thing where he's taking Bruce likeness. Everyone's saying, oh, it's an homage. But then at the same time, it's like, Hey, um, you know, this is this guy cheated on his wife. He did this right. stuff. He stole the idea from that. Well, we're gonna go through all the negatives, huh? The right. negatives I think that you prove. Yeah, because what Quentin's doing in that movie is literally revisionist. Like he even in terms of the murders, like he rewrote that. He rewrote history. So yes. but he doesn't he doesn't admit to it in the sense of like saying, because the easy thing for Quentin to do was to be like, look. The whole movie is an alternate reality. Yes. That would have been easy. It's an alternate reality. Obviously, with the Manson family, that's not how it ended. So just kind of take it as like, this is alternate reality. And that would have been the safest bet. But um, Shannon is like, yo, taking, as right now, with a lot of people coming for different people's legacy, legacy is like one of the only things people have. Yes. So it's like, and that's all around. That's Bruce's legacy. That's also... Ed um, Spielman's, oh, whatever his name is, I'm sorry if I'm saying it incorrectly, what his name was, because he's saying this dude, also Ed had to take it on the chin. Either he took it on the chin because he should take it on the chin because he did it, or he didn't, but everybody's fighting for their legacy. Right, and, and you're 100% right, especially, I mean, damn, this controversy has been going on since, what, 2019 because of the once upon a, once upon a time. Once exactly. Upon a time. And how so they brought it all back up. 
Like <laughs> Quentin brought it all back up. It, it, exactly. Let it die, bro. Let it freaking die. You know? And if anything, now that we're hearing all this backstory, for all we know, that was Quentin kind of giving it to the Lees based off of maybe um, understandings or knowledge from these relationships with Matthew, Matthew Polly and the original screenwriter, Ed. That's so then he's telling on himself. Yep. It's like saying, this is why you should like my, che- my cheesy characters instead of, <laughs> instead of, you should like Cliff Booth, or I call him Cliff Eastwood, or the, right. Beatrice Kiddo, or what was it, Beatrice Kiddo, or, or Bill. Like, at least- I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean- You're yeah. not, like Bruce, without seeing the, like from, the, I think the little bit that I saw as a kid, just looking at the poster and just saying, I want to see this movie and then maybe seeing a trailer as a kid, but I can't even remember that. But the idea just like seeing this, is that poster and then maybe seeing a couple blips on television possibly, and then just wanting to see the movie and being like, so in awe of that. And that's the thing. When you look at Kill Bill, you're not getting that. And there's no way it's like, hey, we're going to take somebody that got no skills. And this mm-hmm. is not even Zoe Bell. Like Zoe Bell, the, the stunt woman, could have done it, but she's not a name to do it. So it's like, let's take my favorite actress and make her this thing. And it's just all movie making. Now, the other thing is that Bruce is all of what visually works in the movie. This is, you know, Mr. Style. So it's kind of, I don't know, I'm getting too emotional. Sorry, guys. But, you know, it's just him yeah. taking so much from 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 Bruce and then trying to tear down Bruce. When it's like, if you're doing homage to him and you've stolen or, or you use so much of his mystique, then why you take, why would you tear him down? Why would because, you- Because what happens is it's like a cycle. It's like you're new, you're, you're, you're born, you're a teenager in fucking Blockbuster or some video rental store watching movies, right? Then you get to make movies Right. And then to make these movies, you need ideas and materials to pull from. So you pull from all these diverse clips. Dope. You come with some good movies that are entertaining. Then you get swag. Then you get power. Right. And then you forget yourself. And now you're going from being a fan in a movie, in a, in a rental store, watching the big boss and watching Enter the Dragon. Now you're going to like and because of your platform, now you're going to use that to tear down the things that got you your platform in the first place? Yeah. This is kind of weird cycle of like being humble and respectful until you become power and now you're just acting out in the kind of the worst ways. Bro, you are so right. You know, you, you, no, I mean, I, I give him credit for reading up on the stuff and trying to get more information. I get that. But I, at the same time, trying to tear him down, bro, it's like we know. He's human. He had faults. I mean, we were discovering this back in the when we were younger, and people talking about drug use and stuff like that. Hey, we understand that the thing, the separation from his wife and what he was doing in it, we got that, you know. But it's like to me, this this thing controversy happened when once upon a time, once a once upon a life in America and in Hollywood happened, and he gets his butt kicked, and people are like, oh, you can't do that to Bruce Lee and stuff like that. But it's a, I thought it was just a, a parody. I didn't think it was like a real thing that people were, you know, go buck wild about. And the daughter responded to it, you know what I'm trying to say? But she was, oh, I've always felt Sharon Lee has been very respectful in the way she responds to some of this stuff. But the way he responds has always been to me not as respectful as could be, you know? Yeah, I think he just forgot himself. It's just like this weird kind of cycle of like, how do you remain humble 
when your when your influence grows from another culture. Like Eminem kind of has seemed like for me the, the best, one of the few best examples of like staying true to the culture. Now, granted, he had his little controversy when he was younger, <laughs> maybe with like a tape where he said some things that were like, you know, inappropriate. But other than that, like he's been kind of like, look, I'm a guest in this house. I'm a, he's always constantly reminding us and himself, I'm a guest in this house. Um, and I just think you gotta be a little bit more humble. Um, just kind of like, yeah, yeah. You gotta be a little, and I think it's also this kind of thing where like certain artists, and I've seen this with comedians and different artists, you wanna cross this threshold to be able to say the things that are not appropriate. And then they lose it from there. I'm not gonna mention anybody. I've mentioned it off, off camera or whatever who I'm talking about, but it's always like, I wanna be the guy to say this. I wanna be the one to do this. And it's like, man, just lose that. Just can't be happy with your millions, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And, it, and, and just keep that line in check because it keeps you in check. And it's interesting that Joe Rogan has not chopped off those clips to say, Bruce, it, exactly. Killing, stole, stole um, Kung Fu. Because even if there was any sort of, he could pull up any proof, it's like, it doesn't matter. Kung Fu, they picked the wrong, they didn't pick an Asian actor. So it's exactly. always going to be an eyesore. You're going to look at that and be like, you know, I mean, Big Daddy Kane has his name from Kane from the t watching yep. the TV show. But at the same time, you can't really go out and say, I'm going to watch that classic Kane. And some of them, you know, someone will be like, well, why don't they got an Asian actor in there? You know, well, Bruce Lee couldn't speak. It went, when? In yep. 65, 70? Isn't he yep. in movies? Yeah, but, you know, it's like, no, that's not what it is. That's the, the yep. is it Marvel going through the same thing when they picked the white white person said an Asian actor, weren't there other Asian actors in there? Yeah, they were. So why did they not do it? It's like, well, that was a offensive character, but is it? No, it actually wasn't offensive. We gotta be careful there because I mean, some people find it offensive, so. What, find the ancient one? I'm not even talking, I'm not, about, I'm talking about- I'm talking about like Fu Manchu. That's I'm not even talking about that, I'm talking about just- No, but I'm just saying, you have to be careful. Uh, you may not find it offensive that others may, so. No, the same I, problem they had, the, the Asian actors were not playing the Asian villains. It was white men, Dr. No, those things. And they got to the point where they're like, Oh, just give us those roles. You're not giving us any, we're not making any money. And that's the problem. Well, just give them a regular role. There are regular roles you can give and it doesn't have to be necessarily. No, in the history of it, they weren't giving them those roles. Yeah. So if, you, if you're saying that and you're saying they got to the point where just, we'll take the bad guy roles. We'll take them because the same that happened with, you know, Native Americans, the black actors, is like, just give us those bad guys. So we know back then it was a different time. Okay. It was a different well, time. Like, we'll know. put you like this. Um, at this point, we understand why Joe is not going to promote that stuff. Even though he let him say it, he's probably just sitting there like, oh, shit. Um, and, <laughs> um, so he's not promoting it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see in an upcoming Joe Rogan podcast, we see Shannon come back on. Yes. Oh my goodness. This works well for him because the controversy makes people come to listen to the show, which gives him more uh, viewers, which gives him more, audio, more, more listeners, which gives him more uh, the advertisers like. So, hey, you know, this all plays into Rogan. So, so watch Warrior. <laughs> watch Warrior. So, guys, we got to wrap it up. So, yep. what are we saying, Petey and Cal? That he has a vendetta against Bruce and he wants his show. 
Kung Fu to be respect, uh, remembered as a classic show. Who? Tarantino. Tarantino <laughs> wants his classic TV as a kid, the show that he liked, to be respected. Because that's his angle. Why are we talking about Kung Fu? Like, he's talking about his thing. What is Kung Fu? Like, what does he have to defend? Is that, well, he's I throwing money. He's throwing money. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to spend all this time to try yeah. to do the reveal of Kung Fu. Like, did anyone, did anyone watch a documentary on how Kung Fu was actually real? All of the bits were actually, by this this white guy actually wrote this idea, and we decided Bruce Lee couldn't speak? That documentary is not happening. Yep. And he, and he said that it was it was an excellent uh, depiction of Buddhist culture. I hope somebody follows up on that. Yo. All right, guys, got to rock. All Subscribe. Right. <laughs> Spin around. Uh,